right, hello and welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap with a twist. We are virtual. So my name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group. And with me across the internet, I have the lovely Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, what's going on? Hey, Colton. Trisha Stetzel, Results Extreme Business Solutions. So Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. What exactly does that mean? So Colton and I come together every week where we interview local businesses, business professionals and industry experts. Our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Before we introduce our uh, amazing guest speaker today, I do want to talk uh, and give light to our sponsors. So first and only, we have Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Jim, we thank you for everything that you do. So Trisha, take it away. Introduce our lovely host or guest. I would love to do that. So I'm super excited about having Miss Edith Alvarado on the show with us today. And Edith's experience includes advertising, developing, and implementing the best accounting and tax solutions for her small to medium-sized business clients according to their needs and industry. These include customizing their accounting systems, tax planning solutions, and IRS representation for individuals and businesses who need to get back on track on their filings. Edith has always been passionate about learning, improving, and sharing knowledge. After working for large accounting firms, she decided to focus her passion in accounting to also serve small and medium-sized business owners. She strives to educate, collaborate, and provide high value to her clients. Edith, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely, Edith, and uh, I guess I'll start us off with the questions. Okay, um, so, so being a millennial, um, well really, Trisha and I talk about this all the time. Uh, so first and foremost, being advisors, which you're a tax advisor, you advise people on their taxes, you know, a lot of people think that they can do it themselves. They think they can mm-hmm. take the time and look at their taxes themselves, do it themselves. Give me some light, uh, especially for someone who's younger, the importance of working with a tax preparer instead of using an online do-it-yourself uh, tax system. Yeah, so I actually have come across uh, a lot of millennials that thought that they could do it themselves and they miss a lot of uh, tax deductions that they could potentially qualify or maybe they put uh, something in the wrong place that may have been incorrect or created like a higher taxability or maybe an incorrect deduction. So working with somebody that can guide you through the tax return process, that would definitely make sure that it's correct and it's correct, you know, with the IRS and also, um, you know, that you're getting the maximum uh, benefit if you uh, if you qualify for one. Right. So basically, so basically, if you um, first, you could potentially save more money because you're getting deductions that you might not know about. And second, you might be protected from a audit if somehow you are chosen for an audit. Is that correct? Correct. And, you know, doing uh, you never know whenever an audit's going to come. So but you what you want to do is to be ready. So this is something that I tell my clients and audit comes you just want them in and out and with no adjustments. So Edith, in the days that we're living in right now, right, there was an announcement uh, just a few weeks ago that they've pushed the personal tax um, date, due date, back. What, What does that really mean to the public? And does that affect when business taxes are due? 
So there is uh, the tax return, the tax due date got pushed to September, uh, not September, I'm sorry, July 15. Uh, so that means that, and this is something automatic, people do not have to apply for that. Uh, and uh, not only the, the, the tax return due date, but also the tax payments. Uh, so generally, if you owe taxes, you will have to make that payment on April 15. But now with this, uh, you know, with everything that's going on due to COVID-19, you can also meet your tax return uh, on September, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep on saying September, on um, July 15 of this year. And so for like businesses, uh, like for my clients, this happened, you know, like for like the ones that are due March 15, uh, I did on extensions for the ones that couldn't do the return then. Uh, so they have until September 15. So it's, you know, like if, if you're not sure that it's, uh, it's not, uh, so because some of them are not, uh, are not uh, extended, you gotta make sure that, you know, you file uh, the extensions for those tax returns. Uh, but for in general, for the general public, you know, the normal individual tax return, it is extended to July 15. All right, and let me, let me ask you this. So is it beneficial, especially in a time like this, um, where you, know, you might be at home, you're not necessarily working, you're furloughed or something like that. Um, is it actually beneficial to potentially do your taxes now if you think that you're going to be getting a tax return? Yes, the government is actually telling or advising to go ahead and submit that. Because now if you're not working, you know, getting a refund, if you think that you're gonna get a refund, will be the best time to file. Um, also, if, if uh, in the case that uh, you did not file for 2018, or maybe in 2019 you had a balance due, and this in 2009 you had a, a refund, that would also ensure that for that stimulus uh, check that is, is coming soon, uh, that the IRS has your refund, like your, your um, bank information. Mm -hmm. So it could be beneficial to file now um, if anything changed from 2018 to 2019, if uh, a person is expected to get that. So if you and I were working together um, and you know, we sat down and went through all my taxes, if we got to the end and it showed that I actually owe taxes, could I put our conversation on pause until mm -hmm. um, up to July 15th and not have to worry about, okay. So it'd be yes. beneficial to sit down with the CPA now um, mm -hmm. and just look to see if there's a return um, that you can get sooner rather than later. Correct. And also, uh, so even if somebody owes taxes and their information changed from 2018 to 2019, it will be uh, beneficial to submit the tax return even if you don't owe any, even if you owe money, uh, because that will give the IRS correct information on where to send any benefit that they may send you. So I have another, sorry, Colton, I have another current event question, current events. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a couple of programs out there for small businesses, and we're, a lot of us are hearing the PPP and the EIDL, <laughs> and we're not sure what knowledge do you have as a CPA? Um, mm -hmm. I know bankers will have a different uh, perspective on it, but from your, where you sit mm -hmm. as a CPA, can you tell us a little bit about those programs? Like, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so those are economic reliefs that the government has uh, has available for small businesses or for businesses. Um, and so there are several business, uh, several programs, actually. It's not one application that you can complete for all of them. Uh, so 
the PPP or the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, that is actually something that you had to work with, uh, with a bank. Uh, maybe it's with somebody that you already have a relationship with or you, you know, need to establish one. But it's that it's uh, mainly based on what uh, you like if uh, the, the average, uh, it will be depending on how much wages you have paid and not only the wages. I keep on getting questions from my clients saying, you know, like, uh, is it only wages or they, they have this misconception that it's only for wages. It may also include contractors, uh, some 1099 uh, people. So it could get substantial if you use uh, substantial, you know, contractor work, uh, contractors, or even, you know, and, and also your employees. So that is through the bank. And there is also the the other program that is through the SBA. And that's like a separate application that needs to be submitted uh, through through that. And also whether also is available for the, the businesses that qualify, it's, uh, it's, it's a $10,000 grant that is out there uh, for some, I don't know yet the details on how they're gonna be giving those out, but you have to submit the application. If, what I tell my clients, even if you think that you don't, you may not get it, you still should submit it in case that you qualify for it. And, you know, in case that you also need uh, some uh, loan um, and maybe you don't get qualified for the loan, but you maybe you can get the grant. So from do where you, use, oh, I'm sorry, Cole. Oh, no, I was just going to, I was going to ask if she, uh, do you know off the top of your head where they can go to apply for that loan? It's actually uh, a link um, for the people that need it. I can, you know, we can definitely make it available um, in later, uh, but I don't know if I'm talking about it. It's the Small Business Administration. Uh, and even if you type it on Google, Small Business, business Administration uh, loans, then it will give you these different options. But if you want like something specific, I can always, you know, always give that information to my clients because uh, all the people who ask, uh, because it's uh, you kind of have to go through different clicks in uh, the SBA website on it to find it, but it's it, you can get to it. You know, if you if you go to the SBA website, yes. So is it beneficial then, or I know it's beneficial to have a CPA that can help you walk through the process, right? So if you have uh, a a CPA that you're already working with, they should have the knowledge to help you kind of navigate through both of yes. those applications. Is that Absolutely. something that you're doing for your clients? Correct. So for that's actually what I've been doing the entire week, uh, just trying to make sure that I, I stay informed in order to help my clients. Because for some of my clients, it may be you know a huge difference if they can get some of those benefits in order to to stay in business. Uh, for some of them, just you know, they're just the, the revenues just decrease. So any help that they can get, so we as CPA should stay informed uh, in order to also guide our clients. Uh, we cannot leave them just uh, on their own on this. And so looking at that, um, it looks like you're also helping clients by innovating and it looks like you're remote. So I'm assuming that you also are remote for your clients as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So even, even before I, um, like I started my, my own accounting firm, I've been uh, trained to work remotely. So that's like in my, in my background, and uh, I always offer uh, my clients to work remotely for the ones that are always busy. So it's something that I always had available. So it's it's um, it's uh, you know it's not like I'm I'm learning all the way. I'm definitely getting better <laughs> at it, uh, but I have the tools in place 
to help my clients remotely. Okay, great. So Edith, are you um, in a position, because I know as a CPA, you must be extremely busy right now with current clients. Um, is your business still open if people need help right now? I am. I'm actually open uh, because I think this is a critical time uh, for, for businesses. And uh, if I am working a lot, but uh, I mean, we just have to do, you know, what's, what's right. And I think that, uh, you know, if uh, whoever comes, I, I like to help. Okay, that's great. So you're open for new clients. I guess that's I the question that I was after. Okay, yes. yeah, that's great. All right, Colton, what do you got? What do I got? So just because, again, having a CPA and a tax preparer, it's pretty beneficial just because a lot of the CPAs I talk to, they, they actually don't prepare taxes. They have other people that do it. So to have somebody who has the knowledge of a CPA who's passed the exams, but also prepares their taxes, that's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I want to ask you, whenever you're working with a CPA, when you're working with a tax preparer, what are questions that you would, that you would suggest them asking before they actually start a relationship with a tax advisor? So um, one of the, the questions uh, is to see like the experience that they have because being a tax preparer could be just, you know, get looking at some information, some report and put it into the tax software. Uh, but working with a more knowledgeable professional, uh, they, they need to ask, you know, questions. They need to ask you questions, especially if you're in business. Like if it's a person or individual, it's pretty simple. Anybody I think could do it. Probably you don't need a CPA for that. Uh, but if you start getting more complicated, uh, things like in a business, uh, you may want to be working with somebody that knows a little bit more. Um, and just to give you an example, recently I had a client who was working with a tax preparer and, uh, the tax return got, got filed wrong. Uh, so it was like a business return instead of like, uh, so it was like a little mess there. Uh, but they came to me because they felt that something wasn't right. And uh, definitely they were right. Uh, so we are on track on getting them uh, square away with the right filings. And also they're going to be saving significant, um, significant amount of money for even for last year, uh, with just a simple step that we're going to do. So it's, it, it may be paid, it, it can be, uh, sometimes it could be, you know, people are afraid because it may, they think that may be a little bit expensive, but sometimes it pays off you know, to work with a knowledgeable tax professional. It's probably more expensive if the IRS comes after you. <laughs> yes. Amen. Uh, well, and I know, Edith, you are an expert in the area of IRS compliance. And uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because I know that's something that you enjoy doing and you're very good at uh, it detailed in your work. So, Colton, are you going to ask the question or it's, it's, am I going to ask the question? It's dangerous if you ask uh -oh. me because it's going to be the first thing off the top of my head. So okay, go. Point. Okay, so Edith, would you rather be stranded in the middle of the ocean for a day or would you rather, um, would you rather be stranded in a uh, quarantine zone for 14 days? I'd rather get the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds way more fun. Yes. Yeah, than being on quarantine. Day. <laughs> yeah. So because this show is really about, you know, uh, bridging the gap and uh, a lot of it has to do with generational gaps and trying to get information from both Colton's perspective and mine, we always like to ask our um, 
the people that we bring on the show, what generation are you in? You don't have to tell us how old you are, but what generation are you in and which generation do you most identify with? Um, I think I'm in the millennials. Okay. Uh, yes. And <laughs> Colton's doing a cheer over there. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. Two versus and, one. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I can identify with, with my, with my uh, generation, uh, you know, doing all the technology. Uh, so like I, I know a lot of my colleagues, they don't really like to use Facebook and, you know, the, the things that are out there, I think uh, that I actually like it. I mean, I enjoy it. It's uh, something that I grew up with. So I identify with my generation. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah. I like to identify with millennials too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you, wish. You look, you are, are you a millennial as well? I'm not. That, <laughs> that, was the, that, that was the biggest compliment that she's ever received. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's amazing. That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. In closing, Edith, if you could tell us again your name, the name of your company, and give your contact information. We'll also post it below in the Facebook comments. Uh, but if you could voice that for us, that would be great. Yes. Uh, so my name is Edith Alvarado and uh, my company name is EE Accounting Solutions. I'm a certified public accountant and my email is Edith, E-D-I-T-H, at eeaccountingsolutions.com. And uh, my phone number is 832-919-2069. And if she does, you can actually see how to spell accounting and solutions. Oh, you want you want me to spell it out? <laughs> yes. I'm talking. <laughs> We're just testing you. Right. All right. <laughs> All right, and we definitely want to thank our sponsor, Mr. Jimmy Butcher, relationship banker at Allegiance Bank. Thank you, Jimmy. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, if there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear uh, on this show, please leave a comment below in this week's Facebook post. And we'd love for you to subscribe and share this podcast. Now, Absol Colton, absolutely. you're on the stage. Yes. And Edith being a tax advisor, she probably understands the importance of disclosures. So Edith, stay put as I give my disclosure. Here we go. All right. Colton Cockrell, which is me, is with Sharon McKinley Group, LLC. We are located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. Boom. Edith, again, thank you for being with us today. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. And Trisha, I think that we just did that today. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs>